Hey everyone, I'm your host, Roslyn. I'm your host, Catherine. And I'm your host, Gisela. Welcome to the start of our new second series, Late Night Shop Talks. We're going to be analyzing real case studies of companies that you're already likely familiar with and providing some of our opinions. Up for discussion today is rebranding logos. Feel free to check out the logos while we're talking about them. A link to the references of the logos will be in our episode description. That being said, um, we'll we'll first talk about the criteria um, that each of us decided on while researching logos. Gisela, why might a brand even decide to rebrand in the first place? Well, so for the purpose of today, we found four main reasons that a brand would want to change their logo in the first place. So the first reason is that the identity of the brand was poorly conceived. So this can be measured by consumer interest and sales. And I know Catherine has an interesting story to share for a company who may have had their brand poorly conceived. The second is the target market shown through the logo has become far too limited. In that case, a company would want to change to reach a broader market. And I happen to have a fun one for that. And a third reason is that an identity loses its edge and becomes old-fashioned. Consumers in markets that were once contemporary become less so, so branders may want to design something new and more relevant for a change. But we'll we'll, we'll be sure to talk about which kinds are a success. And last is just that the identity of the brand has become tired, and with the same logo over time, it may become boring to consumers, losing the ability to track attention. And Rosalind has a great one for that, which she'll actually share right after me. And those are the four main reasons that we've looked through. And we're excited to share some of the fun things that we found while doing our research. So we'll just let Rosalind take it away. An example would be the brand Ivory Soap. They have made some noticeable changes to continue to be interesting over time. And the past, starting from 1898, um, they had a more vintage look to their soaps. But while Ivory has remained a strong brand since 1879, competition in the soap category has changed. The Ivory brand has been running through to Dove and Dial. Product managers felt that with the increased consumer focus on cost savings during the recession years, it was a good time to promote the Ivory brand of value and simplicity. These bold and simple messages are excellent. They capture people's attentions and represent things people can relate directly to in their own. Yeah, so about the rebranding, I think it's really cool how they changed their entire colors starting around like 1936 to 1940-ish. Like they had like a really old vintage frowny look, kind of like what you would expect from like a more older style movie to like definitely a more simpler design. And I can see how they've tried to use like their brand image to their advantage against their competitors. And I think that's pretty neat. And I think they also did it pretty well, actually. Yeah, and this goes back to your reason about how brands like to change uh, and rebrand their um, imagery and things like that um, when their identity begins to lose edge and becomes more outdated. And I think Ivory has done that really well because they continue um, with the most distinctive parts of their brand while still managing to update it and keep it fresh. Yeah, and that being said, about good examples, I actually have... A good example of a slightly more dramatic change. So one that I guess our listeners would have all heard of, which is Wendy's, which is the iconic red-haired girl with the pigtails. And this company is a fast food company. So a little bit description about what the logo used to look like. So the logo used to look similar to what you'd see out of a Cowboys movie a little bit. So I feel like this is a little bit off topic but like I don't know if you guys have watched the Lego movie but there's a scene where Emmett walks in into like this whole like cowboy area and this inn and then there's like this swinging door they'd have to pass by to get into the bar and like that swinging bar 
thing just really reminds me of like the Wendy's logo, especially with like the whole like black lining and then like the fancy like um, designs on the bottom and just the colors. They just look really like cowboy style. Like the Wild West. Yeah, but actually their design changed. So originally the red haired girl was actually the chain founder, Dave Thomas's daughter called Melinda Lowe, Wendy Thomas. So that's where they got the logo image from. And it went through like its fifth logo update, which is kind of like the current one you see, where they made Wendy a lot less old fashioned and much more open and edgy in a way. Like for example, they turned they made Wendy a lot bigger and not enclosed in a circle. So it looks like they were more open. And then there's also a change in the way the logo was written. So it changed to like this rounded sans serif type of look on Wendy's word mark and the sleek thicker lines in the logo, which make it more modern and friendly and welcoming compared to the more kind of strict and older look that the old logo had. And Wendy definitely did move on with the times and decided to become more contemporary to the current logo that we see now. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned like how they tried to evolve the logo to become more edgy because I think that a big part of Wendy's branding that people have come to really know it for um, is like how how on Twitter they like to roast people. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so do you think that like that's part of like their their overall new brand identity I don't know they just want to be more edgy yeah I think so I feel like it was a good move on their part though it was so trendy oh my gosh and Rosalind I want to know what you thought about the updates because you know you're mostly in charge of all the the art we have at Little Shop Podcast and I think you could give some great insight but yeah with what you said earlier about um their modern marketing tactic, I guess, sort of what you could call it with um, their Twitter um, and their very <laughs> interesting tweets and comments. I think it's very funny, like the way they um, like sort of have like this roasting being a part of their like modern like brands and marketing. And I think it like also serves as a very interesting like contrast to like the original, like the portrait of this girl with like these pigtails who looks very young and wholesome and then this sort of like side interesting i don't know exactly how to describe this but i yeah i I just think it creates a very very interesting trust and that being said captain will show us a more bad example of what an evolving trademark would look like i'm going to be talking about the gap logo change and actually when we started researching for this podcast episode i didn't know that gap had a logo change and maybe you'll also be surprised by that too and that's because Gap's logo change is so spectacularly uh, terrible that they had to revert back to their old brand in just a week. Um, so the old logo is the one that we all know and love, I guess, today. It's uh, a blue background with the Gap um, word just in all caps. It's a very, I guess, edgy font. And then their new logo that they tried to switch with is just uh, the Gap logo um, in black letters with just the the G capitalized along with a, a blue square that kind of, I don't know, it's like behind the P. And um, actually, there was like an enormous amount of online backlash when they first tried to rebrand this logo. Um, 
and and they they and like I mentioned before, they had to change this in just a week. Uh, all this was estimated to have cost Gap one hundred million dollars. So it was a spectacular marketing failure. And according to marketing expert Craig Smith, uh, this is a direct quote from him. Uh, where marketers often go wrong is that they think they have identified an opportunity for the brand to evolve and become something else, become more modern. And they think that they can shortcut this by changing the visual identity and carry the customers with them. It's a fundamental error because customers may not be ready to go with you. The product positioning has to change first, then the logo should be the last thing. So um, basically just uh, Gab was trying to evolve and change and cater to a new audience. And um, they did that simply just by changing their logo, did not try to position the brand at all, didn't change their uh, product line, nothing. And they just expected their customers to go along with them. Well, that, um, in addition to how terrible the logo looks, because it, it does look really bad. Yeah, now that I look at, like, the old, well, the one-week logo, I think it looks very more like something that would be kind of basic in a way. Like, since they kind of changed the entire thing. And also, the square, which is slightly ombre too, seems really unnecessary like the way it just suddenly cuts into the p i feel like is really distracting to like the word itself yeah i also think the serif font the original logo is very simple and traditional and classic it's very fitting for an international legacy brand such as gap and in my opinion the new logo with the very strange like square at the side with that gradient seems almost a little bit sketchy you know just a little off-putting and not very fitting with our brand, which is the main priority of a logo. Now we're gonna just continue on through a few more examples of how other companies have worked with their rebrandings. And it's up to you guys to judge whether or not you guys think they did a good job or not. So you guys will have definitely heard of this brand and it's Instagram. And with a billion users a day, including me, probably using it a little bit too much than it should be, I thought it'd be cool to look at how this company changed its logo over time, because at least as high schoolers, this logo was something that you might have actually had on your phone for a while. So the first design that came up was inspired from the Ben and Howell camera from the 1950s. And if you search it up, it actually looks pretty cool. And it was made to just define what Instagram was, which was taking pictures and sharing them. However, in the 2016 version, which is the one you would see now, it's a skewed square and circle, and it still kind of has the Polaroid camera look, but there's definitely more color to it. So there's a lot of pink, blue, yellow, orange, and it all kind of signifies nostalgia, youthfulness, and memories, and just kind of the colorful moments that you would share. And the main reason that the logo did end up changing was because Instagram went more from just a simple picture sharing area to like a hub of influencers and companies that would want to share more about their brand. So as years went by, Instagram just became more. And so they had to change their logo with that. And a lot of people actually criticized this major change and people said it was tacky. And I could see why people said that compared to its 2011 or older logos, because they were a lot more detailed and made to look like a camera. And because of that, there was actually a lot of publicity that came from it. 
from like your individual user, like me, to major news sources, up to celebrities and big names in the industry, kind of everybody was talking about it and how no one wanted this change to happen. An interesting side, this negative criticism actually gave Instagram the advantage too. So what do you guys think about this big sudden change? Personally, I find that a lot of the initial backlash was, uh, I mean, yeah, totally valid, but I think that kind of just shows you how much of a risk people take when they have to, when they decide they need to rebrand, because your old users are more used to your old um, visuals and brand identity, uh, and like, like looking back now, I've definitely preferred the more recent logo, but that's just because I'm used to it. So I think when you when you do choose to rebrand, you definitely have to take into account how your old audience will look at it. But I think like what you mentioned before, in the case of Instagram, they they're actually pretty smart about how uh, this back how they handled this backlash and it helped them promote their company even more. Definitely, and kind of as like a newer company, they didn't really get like the century of time Ivory had mm-hmm. to change their logo. It was more, I feel like, more sudden in that aspect because it was a newer company. They didn't have the long time. Mm -hmm. Especially as a social media company, I can definitely see there is a a priority and almost pressure to modernize and fit with the time. Mm -hmm. So I think their efforts in doing so, it it definitely makes a lot of sense with the brand. And so coming up, we have Catherine, who's going to talk about a company that we actually, as the Little Shop podcasters, use pretty frequently. And we used to communicate for the little shop, which is Discord. <laughs> so this is an image, this is a logo change that I think a lot of people um, in our community are really familiar with. Um, the Discord logo change that just happened recently. Uh, so a few changes. They changed the color from their traditional shade of blurple. Um, they also changed their logo, um, Clyde, which is like their little mascot robot thing um and they also changed the font of their logo um and according to the discord blog they want to change the logo in order to make it um a lot like oh wait hold on overall they just wanted to change their brand image to make it more welcoming to new users because discord has just grown uh beyond its um initial uh point um and and here are just some reasons for individual changes that discord gave out so first of all, the logo was, um, quote unquote, deceivingly restrictive when creating new interface elements, art assets, and even merch items. So um, some examples of this would be that Clyde was always drawn inside of something. So uh, sometimes, so a lot of times it'd be inside of a chat bubble or the app icon. Um, and also the logo was horizontally asymmetrical. The new logo um, utilizes different expressions um, the design has also been simplified the, in terms of like the antennas, which makes it a lot easier to print on smaller areas or different types of surfaces. They also have, they're, uh, they're also utilizing a new word mark, which is like the font that they use to print Discord. And they, they, they designed it to try to make it look more playful. And they decide to only capitalize the first letter to, inc- to improve the readability. And like I said before, their new shade of the new shade, uh, they made Blurple more uh, saturated. And overall, the Discord color palette has become more saturated to make it more bold and playful. Uh, they even 
they even introduced red, which I found interesting because I haven't actually seen red anywhere on uh, Discord yet. Um, and the initial user reaction to that was that they really, they it was terrible. No one liked the color. Um, they also thought that the font was very childish. Uh, and um, overall, I think that people liked the, the redesign of Clyde a bit more. But it's still very controversial. So what do you guys think about the logo redesign and how do you guys react? Well, actually, personally, I like the older look better. Maybe just because, like, that logo has been with me slightly longer than this newer one. And also, I like the color. I feel like the more less saturated color makes it look a little more techy. And also the word font themselves make it look more techy and things like that. And I had heard about Discord more as like kind of a gaming feature when I first got it. Yeah. And yeah. like the new kind of more childish logo makes it makes the app makes Discord feel like it's targeted towards a slightly younger audience now. Which I think maybe is something they're targeting for. I'm not sure. Well, it's interesting because I actually had a bit of a different opinion. I may be biased as a newer user of Discord, but I don't know. I find that the lowercase font makes it a little bit more like approachable and friendly and like casual and maybe even I would say like accessible. The new shade that's more vibrant and bold, like you said, Catherine, I just think it, it makes this logo, I would at least say like more. Just more interesting, I think, I would say. Right here, we already have different opinions between the Little Shop podcasters. Wow. So be sure to share your opinion. <laughs> Personally, I like the new, um, like, new Clyde art more, because, um, I don't know, I just think it looks, it looks better. But I like the old font more, and the old color, too, because, I don't know, Blurple's, like, really been like super iconic for discord and um like Giselle said I just find the new font really childish but I can definitely see why Rosalind thinks it looks more like welcoming and that's like a big part of what they want to do with this brand rebranding so maybe they were successful in that well I guess on to our next example um I'll be talking about the company that we likely all know Walmart so uh, Walmart launched the, without a true logo for the first few years from 1962 to 1964. And their earlier logos utilized sort of frontier style fonts. And so I believe that yes, the logo change was very necessary to fit with the times. And I guess they had thought the same. Um, so their most significant logo change um, was in 2008 with a new font and spark. So it was, the logo was um, altered to be more friendly and approachable and pleasant. Um, and the rebrand was actually because in 2000, in the 2000s, uh, the brand experienced some falling sales from the long history of successful sales previously. And there were also some lacking customer perceptions around the brand. So they had went to the design agency Lippincott and who had created the sort of brighter, softer hue of blue that was used in the new logo, it gave it more modernity and trustworthiness. I think it seems much more fresh and light and inviting. While in the past logo, it was sort of more dark and ominous in the shade of blue that they had used. And the customers had responded quite positively and the rebrand was very successful in changing the public perception of the brand. So how about YouTube? 
what are your opinions? I feel like whenever we look at these logos, I'm just like naturally more biased to the logo I'm more used to. So I, I, I definitely do really like their rebrand because their old logo just looks pretty uh, mm-hmm, old-fashioned. Mm-hmm, definitely. Definitely see what you're saying. So Sam Walton, who had started the brand in the 60s when he was opening up the shop, it was common that businesses were named with the full name as like it was with many of the rivals. But Sam decided to shorten the name to Wall-Mart um, just to reduce costs of signboard, which worked. So, I mean, I love how, like, you mentioned that businesses are named with their full name because they went to their rivals. Oh, yeah. I think. Yes. I with the trends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny how, like, they mm-hmm. thought about the cost aspect for, like, their signboard yeah mm-hmm. it's like such mm-hmm. an iconic name too that's kind of like a it's a lame origin story <laughs> <laughs> it is i was very over surprised to hear it to be honest yeah <laughs> i definitely do think their logo gives like the sense of warmness especially with like the fireworks mm-hmm. and like actually while Rosalind was talking about walmart i couldn't stop thinking about like black friday walmart which oh, i yeah. feel like is the most like highest level of welcoming you could possibly get from like, a company honestly honestly so I guess moving on to another company who has gone undergone an interesting rebrand. Gisela, would you like to talk to us a little bit about Starbucks? Yes. So talking about welcoming from Walmart, we also have a company that I may or may not have spent way too much money on just because I love their green tea fraps and their refreshers. And like, I feel like this is, this company is especially like not relevant to me considering I literally went there this Saturday to buy a drink. But yeah, I'm going to be talking about Starbucks, which is a pretty popular company when it comes to drinks. So as some of you guys may already have known, their logo is a mermaid with two tails. It's from Norse mythology. And they actually had a brown logo in the past and it had like a really detailed drawing of a mermaid. It definitely looked like something that would come out of like a pirate ship or something would stamp on to, like, a really, like, old pamphlet. But to celebrate the 40th anniversary in 2011, they changed their logo to something much more to what we see now. So now it's a green color palette, and it's much more clean in that you can definitely see the specific lines the mermaid is drawn with. And this new change came to represent growth, freshness, uniqueness, and prosperity. And you might have noticed, I I feel like I didn't really notice this, but the outside circle of Starbucks coffee was also eliminated because Starbucks decided to move into more than just drinks. They went into creating breakfast menus like their cake pops or their sandwiches. And so having Starbucks coffee there became limited and kind of like some of the stuff we talked about in the very beginning of the podcast about how companies change their brand over time because they don't want to limit themselves. I thought this would be a really good case of that. And a lot of the old features from like the very past logo are gone now, but you can definitely still see its relevance to the past. And something I found personally really interesting is that the Starbucks mermaid is actually not symmetrical. So I feel like this is throwing a little bit of shade on the Wendy's logo. 
But the designer for Starbucks thought that the thought that the mermaid in the very beginning looked way too robotic and not really human because everything was symmetrical. And it was funny because the designer actually said that they didn't want the logo to look like Wendy's or like Barbie because it was so perfect in a way. So they actually moved the nose and the eye of the mermaid a couple pixels to make it look more asymmetric and more human. I'm not sure if I could totally tell the difference, but that was what they were going for. And yeah, what do you guys think about this pretty iconic logo? Bro, I can't even tell. <laughs> Did they actually move it? it? It's literally symmetrical. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you'd really have to like zoom in to tell anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the story behind it, but I can't tell. It looks symmetrical to me. <laughs> no, honestly, same, same. But yeah, like many that we had discussed previously, there's definitely like a recognizability within this logo. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely very interesting to hear some of the history and the story behind the logo. Like I never would have guessed. I don't know. I, I definitely won't be able to look at it the same after this. <laughs> I think it's cool though, just because like their old logo was definitely asymmetric, because like the what the mermaid's face is actually like slightly tilted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might have cost them less to print. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a whole. They decided the whole Walmart Walmart scheme. Nice, nice. We'll never know. But yeah, yeah. I I think I definitely prefer the simpler version. I like hadn't seen the original many mm-hmm. times before this. I think maybe like once or twice. Yeah, it's pretty old too, with like forty years. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, that's interesting. Yep. And now, with the warm cup of coffee, you might also want a place to stay. <laughs> so Catherine will introduce the next company. All right. So it's Airbnb next. And um, I'm just going to start off by describing their original logo because uh, I feel like a lot of us might not be too familiar with what it looks like. So the original logo was literally just um, Airbnb in cursive outlined with some blue. And their new logo is uh, like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's like a an A almost. Is that a good is that a good description? Yeah. Um, and it's like a coral pink. The original logo was actually created really quickly, just like on a short um, deadline, and it was only meant for temporary use. But they were never really able to update it. So when they finally got around to updating it, um, they actually hired a design studio to do it for them, and a lot of thought went into it. Um, we'll provide a picture of this in in the link that we have um, in our episode description. But uh, um, it's like a combination of people, places, love, um, the A4 Airbnb, and it just becomes this cohesive logo. And uh, it's actually pretty cool because you can see all the different elements that go into the logo and and it still um, becomes like very one cohesive logo. Um, they call it, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this, but I'm just gonna call it like Bello. Um, and the reason for this is that they want it to, they want their logo to represent belonging. Um, in addition to this, um, the CEO mentioned that, uh, that one of their hopes for re- rebranding was to make it easier for Airbnb's branding to continue into the experience of staying in the rooms. So before this, 
Um, the Airbnb logo was mainly just only existed in the apps, um, and they wanted to increase their offline presence with experience of staying in in like a the the rooms. Um, and um, and also they changed their color from blue to pinkish coral. And the reason for this is because blue is normally associated with tech companies, and the new color is more playful, modern, and fun. Now, the immediately immediate reception to this was interestingly enough negative. Um, <laughs> uh, online, a lot of them compared the compared the logo to various reproductive organs. In addition to making fun of it, um, I think um, one of the the creative logo redesigns was drawing it as like a bear. Um, they called it like Bear BNB. When I first looked at this, I thought it was pretty interesting because for me, Airbnb's new logo has just been like pretty iconic, and it's I don't see anything wrong with it. So, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I agree. I actually like their new logo because at least for me, it looks like facing the right way it kind of looks like a house a little bit kind of like a roof or like a tiny cottage but then if you like I see that I look see that. at it from like the opposite direction it looks like a heart and I think like it definitely suits into the oh you can come into our house to stay for a while kind of feeling of homeliness they're trying to get at mm-hmm. here yeah yeah I definitely agree with that I never really looked too much into like the symbol in the Airbnb logo but definitely like seeing it now, I can definitely see like, yeah, this destination symbol, this sort of heart that it creates. I don't know. I think it definitely adds something to the logo and something consistent with the earlier logo and the rebranding lo- rebranded logo that I noticed was that we see these lowercase letters, which we had talked about before about being more friendly and inviting, which I think definitely is like fitting for like a marketplace of homesteads and vacation rentals. So and uh, that's all the time we have for today. So before we leave, let's go through a quick recap about what we talked about. In today's episode, we talked about how consistency is very valuable in building strong brands. A slow butterfly effect like Ivory will make the logo changes noticeable, but so different enough to keep it modern and new, as well as staying within the brand. On the other hand, making an abrupt change like Gap that may not have aesthetically matched what they had hoped for could result in a negative. Additionally, brand elements should work in harmony to communicate brand identity like Starbucks or Instagram's change to show their change in their customer base. They went from just picture sharing to a hub of influencers and more, while Starbucks grew from just coffee. Overall change is sometimes necessary for a company to stay within the times and grow their company. To keep updated with our podcast, follow at the underscore little underscore shop dot podcast on Instagram. You can also join our mailing list through our Instagram for future episodes. We want to hear about what you think about today's topic and any fun logos you think are cool. Within the next week, feel free to DM us with your thoughts and questions. And that's it for today. Make sure to join us next time on the Little Shop Podcast.